Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I'm here with Magic Mike, formerly Daniel Zulno, now Magic Mike of Instagram, DIY.money. What do you think about your new fame, your dance fame, your viral video? People seem to like it. Woo! I guess there's not a lot of financial planners out there that are busting a move. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? We got a shout out on Instagram uh, from Dr. Paul in Tanzania. Seriously? Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Who also on his Instagram has like, he's either lived or traveled to like Burundi, Rwanda, etc. So what's up, Dr. Paul? Wow. And dude, you live everywhere where good coffee comes from. So we need to be friends. I think he's probably saving lives. Probably. But if he wants to like ship coffee (laughs) as well, because... I could use some more. Oh, well, Dr. Paul, um, that's fantastic. I need to get on Insta for that kind of stuff. So that's great. Tanzania. Uh, yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's outside of Boston, right? Yeah. You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> All he right. said that he was going to uh, watch for some more applicable tips <laughs> for Tanzanian finance. What is the currency there? The Tanzia? Is it? No clue. Yeah. Should I Google that? No. All right. Sorry, Dr. Paul. Let's go on. Um, first of all, if you're new to the show, we have a new YouTube channel, Claire the Extravagant. No, it doesn't work. I'm looking for a name for Claire. Claire, we have Claire is a production uh, genius, and she has ten- now taken and oh, the show. She's already she's already started. She's out of her shell now. I mean, first it was like, yeah, I'll come in and video, and then next time she came in, she's like, yeah, the desk sucks. The background needs to be changed. Daniel needs to go. She's really encouraging. <laughs> she, you didn't get that. She didn't. She didn't say you needed to go. Really? Yeah. That's All right, good. here we go. Uh, we got to jump right into our question. No more bro talk. Farah from Alabama. Farah, what do you got? DIY. Hi, DIY guys. This is Farah from Alabama, um, close to Birmingham. I've been listening to the show and binge to get all caught up, and I have a question about meeting with a financial planner. What would you recommend that we do to prepare? What should we include and not include? And how much detail should we go into? What should we plan to discuss? And how long would you expect a a normal meeting to take? Thanks so much. All right. Uh, Excellent question, Farah. And since we are financial advisors, I think we are a good place to start. I'm actually going to start answering this, and I'm going to let you fill in the blanks because Daniel is the CFP, so he can fill in any blanks that that I might be missing. I think that'll be better than me trying to fill in the blanks from the CFP. That doesn't make much sense. Um, So the first thing I would say is make sure you are doing enough background check on your financial planner. A lot of folks out there uh, have a discipline and they put out that they are also a financial planner. So for example, 
Um, a lot of insurance agents, and this is not a knock towards insurance agents, that they're great. I mean, if they're skilled at what they do, we work with many. Um, they're fantastic at what they do. They have that discipline. Uh, but many in the industry in that insurance business sort of hang themselves out as financial planners uh, with the intention of ultimately selling insurance. And Again, that's a fine business uh, if, if that is kind of their motivation, but I think you have to make sure that's, if you're going in that direction, that you understand a lot of your recommendations will then include potential insurance products for uh, financial planning uh, purposes. And that's where I tend to struggle a little bit. Uh, I believe if you're going to a financial planner, you want to go to somebody who legitimately is just a financial planner. Now, even in that instance, like our firm, we are investment advisors. And why do we do financial planning? Because we desire to work with somebody from the investment perspective. So even in that, it's a little you know, um, hard to just say, well, they only do financial planning. I believe in the future that might just be a thing. But I think then the cost is going to go up considerably uh, in order to pay someone to actually just do financial planning. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, you can do some due diligence. You can look Look, uh, you know, at their website. You can look them up on uh, what's the what's the Finra or what's the uh, IARD or something like uh, that. Well, if they're an investment advisor, yeah, then they would be at um, Advisor Info, uh, the SEC's website, where you can uh, research any investment advisor. Broker Check would be Finra's website and the uh, CFP website, CFP dot. Mm, that's where you want to go. No, that's 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 what I was thinking. Well, so if you, they're a CFP, because you can be a financial planner and not. CFP. I think you should go with a certified financial planner. I mean, I'm biased because you're a certified financial planner, but that's why you're a certified financial planner. I think you should go with. A, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't do pl you wouldn't go to a doctor who's not really an MD, right? I mean, you want to make sure they they did the necessary um, you know protocol to get credentialed, etc. I'm going to end here. The last thing I'm going to say, Farah, is this is looking at your entire financial situation and your financial future. So once you screen and feel comfortable that you're working with someone who's not going to be biased in any way, I think you have to be prepared to share and provide everything. In fact, when we work with people, if we don't see everything, then it's very difficult to give a complete opinion and put a complete plan together. That's my two cents. Daniel will be uh, better to articulate this, but go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, so on that last point, when somebody signs a financial agreement with us and enters into a, a sort of a relationship, planning relationship with us, there's actually a line on the agreement that says, your financial plan is accurate <laughs> to the information that you've shared with us. So yes, um, it's not therapy, it's not financial therapy, but to a large extent, your financial planner needs to know everything uh, from the actual data. Uh, so looking at tax returns, looking at income, debts that you have, savings, accounts, how they're allocated. Um, then they also need to look at some of the sort of more subjective and, and philosophical things. What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your riches? Uh, in talking with people and doing their financial plan, one of the other things I talk about is what do you value? Uh, because if I don't know what you value uh, as an individual, then I might recommend something for you that is against your values. So uh, if, if you don't value charitable giving, that's perfectly fine, but I don't want to recommend charitable giving as an itemized deduction. Uh, there's various other areas uh, where your values and, and what you sort of believe in life are important for me to understand and know. Uh, a big one that comes into play is whether or not you want to fund kids' education. 
some some planners might assume that everybody wants to fund kids' education, but it, that is a value statement uh, or a value proposition that, that different families make differently. Uh, so what does a meeting look like with a financial planner? Well, typically, you'll sort of get to know each other, get to know if you are a good fit for each other. So the way, same way that you're interviewing a financial planner, they're going to be interviewing you. And, and what everybody's trying to figure out is the type of financial planning you need. You know, are we a fit for each other? Because even though... Uh, the certified financial planning um, designation is for people who have sort of taken uh, education and experience throughout the various different financial planning areas, which is estate planning, income tax planning, insurance planning, investment planning, etc. Certain financial planners really focus on certain areas and really dive into certain areas. So, for instance, accountants who are CFPs probably going to do a lot of tax planning. Lawyers who are CFPs probably going to do a lot of estate type planning. And those of us who are investment advisors probably going to focus a little bit more on the investment planning side of things. So in that meeting, you're trying to figure out, you know, is, is this the type of person we need? They're trying to figure out, is this the type of client I can help? Uh, and that is kind of in my wheelhouse, or should I refer that to a different planner, etc.? During that first initial call, meeting, et cetera, you guys are getting to know each other, and then you're going to kind of do a sort of data discovery time, and that may happen over email, Zoom calls, phones. Uh, you might be uploading things, and the planner is going to go through a couple iterations of just dissecting all the information you're getting, and this is the part that, that can feel a little um, lengthy to a client because you're sending in a tax return, pay stubs, investment statements, and the planner has to take time to kind of review these things and start inputting that data into whatever program that they're using. And that can take you know days or weeks, depending on the nature of the financial planning. Eventually, what you're going to get to is, is to a presentation or recommendation meeting. And these can run the gamut, Farah, from uh, uh, some planners will do it at all in one shot. And so you could be looking at an hour to two hour plus meeting where they cover everything in that first initial planning meeting. What's more common now is sort of iterative planning or agile type of planning uh, where you come into the first meeting and we look at your top two to five issues. Issues is bad two to five recommendations uh, to take your plan down the road for the next six to 12 months. And then you come back and we look at the next couple. And the planner is going to help prioritize and look at what are the most important things that we can do to really uh, sort of control the levers on your financial plan and set you up for success down the road. And they're going to dialogue why those are seem to be the most important at this stage of life and why we're focusing on those. That's the time that you can kind of contribute to the plan to go, actually, we're really concerned about this and dialogue with the planner about whether or not that is a sufficient concern to rise to the top or whether what the financial planner is seeing is sort of what you want to focus on for these next three to six months. I think um, also, Farah, first of all, your goal and objective to meet with a professional about this is is critical. I think that's a great thing that you're doing, that you're going to meet with a financial planner about your situation. I think it's important that you understand and get past the um, fee-for-service as quickly as possible. And what I mean by that is once you understand, you've vetted this individual or this organization, you understand that, yes, they are a certified financial planner, this is what they do, but then you understand how they make money. So I'm just going to be candid with you in our business, all right? We make money. We derive majority of our revenue in our firm. I would say, what, 99% of the revenue in our firm comes from investment advisory services. We are, we are 
advising on investments that we manage. And for that, we charge a fee. We charge typically 1% of an account on an annual basis. So when someone comes into our office or we have a Zoom call with them and we're doing this exploratory phase, one of the things that we're trying to figure out uh, is... Are we, as a firm, able, is this the type of client we desire to work with from an investment standpoint? Now, you might think, well, that means that they have enough money. (laughs) The irony is that's not the primary reason. The primary reason is we think, okay, are they looking for a financial savior? Are they looking for a miracle? Like, legitimately, can we work with them? And it's it's a nice fit. If that's the case, we typically will do the planning as part of that service. We will not charge for that. And we will tell the client, look, after the all the planning is done, if you desire to work with us from an investment standpoint, that's where we're going to generate revenue. If you decide not to, then we've done all this work and it's just been for naught and we lose out. Now, fortunately for us, it doesn't happen too often. We do a tremendous amount of work. People value our service and then they decide, yes, we'd like to work with you. In an instance where someone is not a typical ideal investment client, then we say to them, look, we can still do a plan for you, but we're going to charge you what it costs us. And that's about 1500 bucks. And so I say to somebody, look, you're not at this stage a, an investment client for us. We're happy to help you, and we think you should still do a plan. It's $1,500, and that's it. Totally worth it. Find out what that is and then accept it. You are either going to do it or not and move on and then go through that process. Farrah, that's a great question. Uh, we're completely out of time, so I'm going to cut <laughs> this short. Uh, we'll keep the podcast rolling, but uh, the, the radio program is, is, is done now. But Farrah, that's a great question. Um, we really appreciate that. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card uh, for that question. And uh, again, if you're new to the show, all she did was send us an audio question through her smartphone, podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIY money.org check us out on insta diy.money or the tribe on facebook diy money remember friends the secret to wealth is very simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.